Hello, my friend. Welcome to the Deeper Daily Podcast. I'm your host, Paul White. Thanks for joining me on the 19th day of March. I am so thankful for each and every one of you. I want to pray God's blessing and favor on you today as you celebrate our Lord Jesus. As you walk this out, you disciples of Christ, uh, I'm thanking God for you and I'm praying for you today. And I ask you to do the same for us. Today's the day that Natasha and I uh, head for Israel and we'll be there for about 12 days. Pray safe journeys, if you would. Pray that uh, we have travel safety, us and everyone that is uh, accompanying these groups, and that we just have a time of refreshing in the presence of the Lord. Uh, and, and I don't mean in the physical presence of the Lord. I don't, I don't think being in the land where Jesus was gives us any kind of spiritual uh, heads up or, or, or leg up. But I mean being in the presence of other believers. And just pray for us, and we'll be praying for you. We appreciate that so very, very much. Let's get going today and conclude this little story of the young man. We call him the Gadarene demoniac too much, I think. Let's give him a better identity. Um, We don't know what his birth name was. He temporarily was identified by the spirits that were controlling him, and his name was Legion, but that's not the boy's name. And we never, we never do find out what his name is, but we have, we have a spectacular ending to this story. I want to read the three verses that constitute the ending of the Gadarene demoniac story, the young man's story. Mark 5, 18, 19, 20, and when he got into the boat, he who had been demon-possessed or demonized begged him that he might be with him. However, Jesus did not permit him, but said to him, Go home to your friends and tell them what great things the Lord has done for you and how he has had compassion on you. And he departed and began to proclaim in Decapolis all that Jesus had done for him and all marveled. The young man tries to become one of the disciples. Jesus and his disciples rode across the sea to the land of the Gadarenes. So let's assume that's the 12 disciples with Jesus, rather big boat. He tries to be the 13th. He figures a baker's dozen of disciples. Makes more sense. Really, the young man probably doesn't put a lot of thought into this. He hasn't had any ties, any background. He hasn't seen his family in a long time. The last he knew, nobody wanted him. So why not go follow this man who helped to clothe him, bring him peace, sit him down, rest him in his right mind? Why not follow Jesus? This is This is like the ultimate conversion story. Of course I'll follow Jesus. He did everything for me. But there's a big old fat however at the top of the 19th verse. There's this massive rebuttal. Jesus didn't permit him. Jesus rejects a physical disciple. The young man is willing to follow Jesus. And Jesus says no. And specifically, he tells this kid to go home to your friends and tell them what great things the Lord has done for you and how he's had compassion on you. So in a specific sense, this young man needs to go home because the lack of home helped to get him into problems. He had been in caves and tombs and cutting himself and chains and isolated. He needs to go back to the place because there's strength at home. Go home is family. Go to friends is society. Go immerse yourself in your culture, in your society, 
and just tell them the great things that Jesus has done and how he had compassion. Jesus doesn't even say Jesus. He says the Lord. So go give all the credit to God and tell people what God has done for you, how God has had compassion on you. Now, a couple of things stand out to me that don't get said enough, in my opinion. It's my podcast. I'm going to say them. Jesus never condemned the kid. Jesus never asked the kid how he ended up this way. Jesus didn't talk to him about his failure, his faults, his sin, or his past. Jesus had compassion on him. And when he told him what to tell people, he didn't say, go tell them that your life is a cautionary tale. Go warn people not to be you. No, he said, go tell them about compassion. So for all the wranglings on what the gospel is and what the gospel isn't, at the end of the day, if we just followed Jesus' model, we couldn't do any worse than just telling people how good God is. The other thing that stands out to me is that not all disciples are made alike. Some people think that the greatest way to please God or to serve God is this active, full-time, boat-riding, sea-crossing, 5,000-feeding, Lazarus-raising ministry. And this young man kind of had the same impression. If I really want to show Jesus how excited I am that he healed me and that he restored me, I need to go follow him. But Jesus was having none of it because sometimes you don't need full-time ministry. You need full-time family, full-time society. You need to go back to the place that you come from. I don't know what that says to you, but what it says to me is the man is more important than the ministry. And so go take care of your own. That's part of your ministry. And the other thing that stands out to me is that when the young man leaves, he begins to go through the 10 cities, Decapolis, And he tells everyone what Jesus had done for him. And everyone is amazed because they knew this boy's reputation. And so the greatest thing you have in evangelism is not your theological knowledge. This boy has none. He's probably not even Jewish. He doesn't have Torah. He doesn't have Scripture. But he has a testimony. And it makes everyone amazed. And so rather than waiting until you've got it all figured out, Tell someone about how good God is. By the way, you're not going to have it all figured out anyway. And the second you think you got it all figured out, you'll come up with something else that proves about half the stuff you thought you had figured out to be a little bit shaky. So don't double down on knowledge. Double down on compassion. And you can get into all kinds of arguments. But you've got your own testimony. And no one can argue with your own testimony. They can argue with your scriptures and your interpretations, and maybe they need to be argued with. That's not going to kill any of us to have a good discussion about our stuff. But no one can argue about what's been done for you. No one can argue about what's been done to you. Try to tell this young man that Jesus can't clothe, seat, and set someone in their right mind. It's not going to work. Try to give them the theology of why he's not the Son of God, not the Messiah. It's not going to work. He's got a testimony. The testimony works. So you already have the equipment that you need if you've encountered Jesus. And if you haven't encountered Jesus, ask for an encounter. It's his job to reveal himself to you. You're the one lost. We're the one in need. Disciples don't all look the same. So you don't have to mirror, copy someone else's process. 
You be you. Encounter Jesus and then go tell others what Jesus has done for you. Tomorrow, we go from the story of the boy to the story of a girl. And this girl has a father who cares very much for her. It's the story of Jairus' daughter. And we'll begin the work in verse 21 on tomorrow's podcast. God bless.